1: Hour number two, yeah. Nick Sainert, Steve Sippel. I'm filling in for Sorensen as he is in Hawaii until next Wednesday. So, With his lovely wife Elizabeth. So, so Tuesday is my last day on the show. It's your last day on, on this earth. On the if early you don't br- pick it whoa, up. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> DoorDash.
0: Yeah. You like that? You want to tell? You want to share the joke?
1: I, okay. Uh, so so I'm, we're sitting at the press conference, and Sipp gets there in the nick of time. Nick of time. Gets there in the nick of time. We, I, I'm sitting down in the, uh, the the press conference room. Same same spot I always sit in. And Sips comes in and goes, in front of everybody, in front of all of our, our good old media member friends, says, hey, I, I call Sips Sportster first. Yeah, yeah. I said, hey, what's up, Sportster? And he said, hey, DoorDash, because that's where you're going to be working if you don't pick it up around here. And it got a resounding laugh from everybody sitting around in the immediate area, in the immediate vicinity. What's up, DoorDash? What's up, DoorDash? You go, <laughs> you go, DoorDash.
0: I said that's where you're gonna be working if you don't pick it up a little bit. <laughs> One of my good friends, Steve
1: Mark, goes, yeah. "That's actually a good nickname." Right? <laughs> he, goes, he goes, let's be honest, that's a good nickname. Yeah, I gotta decide. I said, I said, I said, wait a minute. I said. Honestly, it is a good nickname. <laughs> I just wish it wouldn't be disgusting me. <laughs> I to decide
0: whether I want to call you DoorDash or Triple Pump. Triple Pump. Okay, yeah. All we, right. now we vowed we'd pick here it we up. Go.
1: We're, let's pick up steam. Yeah, let's pick Like a train. Okay. All right. Okay. So uh, <laughs> let's get to some audio. Um, okay. <laughs> Corian Lincoln says that's a hilarious zinger by Sip. Um, let's, let's stay, on, stay on the rail. <laughs> okay, it was good. Let's get back on the rails here. Um, all, right. all right so let's get some audio from yesterday's press conferences once again if you just joined us EJ Barthol and uh, Evan Cooper were able to talk to the media yesterday Yeah, um, Sip and I were both in attendance if you missed any of the first hour where we were just kind of discussing and breaking down our thoughts um they're they're all going to be up on the podcast page at ticketfm.com here momentarily let's talk there there's been a lot of intrigue concern surrounding the 23 year old wide receiver head coach Garrett McGuire just because his age just because of his age he's a son of a head coach he played quarterback um his, his dad Joey is the head coach at Texas Tech currently he, yeah one, he, of, one of Matt Rule's good friends yeah
0: and and, and Garrett was a backup quarterback at Baylor mm-hmm. so yeah naturally in these kind of getting to know you sessions these coaches are asked about Garrett yeah and what did you hear yesterday
1: so so here's EJ Barthol talking about uh, Garrett McGuire I mean, it's, it's only natural
2: to look at his age and say, you know, oh, he's a young guy, but however, you watch him coach uh, D.J. Moore and, and Robbie Anderson, and uh, I think those guys are pretty impressive players, and, and uh, he's able to do that. So, you know, I think that he's going to do a great job, and, and, and he's he, he's uh, he's one of us, you know what I mean? And, and he, he takes pride in the coaching. and he's not afraid to uh, coach guys the, the right way, but the hard way is right, and, and, and having tough conversations. And getting guys where they need to be. So, and, and another guy that's also going to bring a lot of energy. Um, and he's probably more, you know, he's got he's in more shape than most of us. So, you know, it's going to be fun to uh, uh, try to keep up with him as well.
0: Well, yeah, he's twenty three. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't play. He hasn't been that long out of football. Garrett McGuire apparently is a workout maniac. He works out with Evan Cooper every yep. day. Now, what did Cooper say about McGuire? Cause I, Cooper's uh, Cooper's comments were a little bit more revealing yeah. than Barthel's.
3: I, I would say we, we're we lucky to have Garrett. Garrett's a football brand. Garrett is one of the smartest people that I've been around. Uh, Myself and Garrett wake up every day at 4.30 and work out. He is a grinder. You'll hear a lot of chirping between him and I. He's competitive. You know, I'm probably going to have to school him a little bit. But just because I am who I am, and he is who he is, DB's always over receivers. But we're lucky to have Garrett. Uh, he, he's going to help us tremendously. Like if you look at him, he is smart. He is relatable. He cares about his guys. His father's a head coach at Texas Tech. He's been a quarterback his entire life. And as you know, quarterbacks are always in leadership position. Mm-hmm. When you're a freshman quarterback, they don't say, hey, don't yell at the senior. Whatever, right? It, you, you're just a leader. And he's a leader. Absolutely. We're ha- I'm, I'm happy to have him.
0: Very good. Very interesting. Um... And I, you know, I, I like hearing that. By the way, I always get a kick out of these sort of in-house battles. I, I, I wish we could watch practice more. I wish we, I, I, I wish coaches were mic'd up. I mean, I've it. it I've, I'll give you a, for for instance, when Bo was here and Barney Cotton was coaching the O line and Kaczynski was coaching the D line. Man, it got intense. Those battles that that Cooper alluded to, DBs coach, receivers coach. They chirp at each other. I guarantee yeah. you it gets, it gets intense sometimes. Yeah. I mean, there's a, those are serious battles that go on in practice.
1: No, I, I just I, – I like also, to hear that.
0: I like I, to hear that.
1: Well, it shows – I think it shows a good connection and good relationship with the staff – in between the staff. With sure, the staff. Absolutely. The ability to, to chirp back and forth. Yeah, but have do, competition.
0: Your, do your job. Yeah. So, McGuire –
1: Do your bleeping job.
0: Yeah, McGuire – I I, I assume that he'll be one of the coaches that's available in coming weeks, so people are kind of Mm -hmm. probably wondering, like, what's the deal? So they made, again, Satterfield, Marcus, and Tony White were available last week. This week is Bartholomew Cooper. Now, I assume that – in. In ensuing weeks, we're going to hear from more coaches. I, I,
1: it seems like they're doing this pattern where it's two per week.
0: Yeah, and that's nice. It is. It's really it, good for us. It really is. You got to really know these nice. guys. Yes. And you were struck by the age. They're, yo- they're young. I mean, that's the that's what you said to me right at the end mm-hmm. yesterday is, man, these guys are young.
1: I, I also like but one thing I will say, like, I don't I, I don't see young as a bad thing no i don't either i don't see youth as a bad thing no it's refreshing Um, number one it's refreshing and it goes back to kind of what i said in the last segment i i I think a better way to describe it is personable yeah yesterday was a different feeling type of press conference for me was it it was it it didn't feel now this is gonna sound weird and obviously i'm a little newer i'm still newer at this than you are sip Mm mm-hmm it wasn't the not intimidation of a coach. It, mm-hmm. it wasn't that, but it didn't feel like those guys were coaches. Oh, interesting. It, it, and I think that's a good thing. Yeah, interesting. I think that's a really good thing for Nebraska. Uh, that is and, and maybe I'm way out of out of line by saying not out of line, but nope. just out of the park by saying that? No, it's but but having those guys that that Evan Cooper just walks in and and straight up, I mean, joking around with the with the media and you have (laughs) Barthol and and same with Satterfield and Tony White last week.
0: Cooper was very relaxed in that setting it was now that was striking to me which
1: is interesting in front of the Nebraska media
0: contingent so yeah I want to paint the picture for people so Evan Cooper couldn't have he there's no way he's been in this position often in his career Mm -hmm. this position meaning you walk into a room and I don't
1: know how many media members are there what, what would you say? 25, 30? 25 to thirty, and, and that's light. Yeah, it was. We, we talked about. It. We talked about it right before the presser yesterday. You looked over and said, "Man, does this seem a little light in here? A Little
0: light, but that's still twenty five or thirty. Bingo. Now you're at a podium. There's there's a bank of television cameras, or you know, we're talking to probably six or seven, yeah. right? Yep. And reporters, and it's not that's not a scene for everybody. No. But these guys. Handle it really well mm-hmm. they're comfortable they're cut co- you know oh, you know what they I mean the one thing I think you'd agree with me on they're comfortable in their skin oh yeah now the one thing that some people on the I could hear a wet blanket right now pointing out well yeah of course they're comfortable right now they haven't played a game
1: mm-hmm. there's no tension
0: yeah. I mean
1: well I, you know, I would disagree about that I think there's I think there's quite a bit of tension really I think, but I think tension yeah. is is good. It's a good kind of why there's, is there tension right now? They haven't
0: played a game. There's pressure to get a this thing
1: back. There's there's pressure to get this thing. But back. it's a
0: honeymoon right now, Nick. I suppose no losses, no bad losses. But you don't no think, good no game you lost that you think you should have won. That the fan base but, thinks you should have. won. But you
1: don't think that at a place like Nebraska, they they they're here because the only reason they're here is because Nebraska's in a bad spot. Was in a bad spot. True. There's pressure from the fan base There's, because they talk about the deep investment of the fan base, the yep. people around the program. They talk about that. Yeah. They use it as a good thing because it can be used as a good thing. Uh-huh. But I think they also understand that when things don't go well or if things don't go well, it can also be really uncomfortable. It can be, and that's not even a bad thing
0: necessarily. I, I've talked to coaches about this over the years, and they understand – a lot of coaches understand anyway, Nick, mm-hmm. that that criticism, that hardcore criticism, is it, it just goes with the territory in that these people invest. Rob Brown is the one who really set me straight on this a few years ago. He, didn't, he wasn't intentionally setting me straight. He was just talking about it, and, and it, yeah. really, it really hit me. He said, he said Nick, listen there's when we you lose there's going to be hard criticism and that's there's nothing wrong with it because these fans are invested they're in, they invest their money they invest their there's an emotional investment and it's a hardcore investment you make mm-hmm. so yeah if they complain that's part of it yeah you know, i thought ron brown his his outlook on it was I needed to hear it. I was like, you, you know what? That's right. These these fans that tune into our radio show at 6 a.m. want to hear about the Huskers because they love it and they're invested. They inv- they want to know this information. They want to get to know these coaches. That's all emotional investment, right? It's a time yeah. investment. Yes. There's an emotional investment. There's a time investment. And there's a financial investment. And if they don't win, if the program and, – and especially if the program – loses and looks like it's not being managed well. yeah, hell yeah, they're gonna sound off and that's all right. Mm-hmm. Sound off yeah and so. that and so these coaches, I think they know what they're getting into here. Mm-hmm. Now well, it's about the kids now that and that's what you hear from Barthol which which we keep going back to um but you know,
1: anyway that's I, I think I think they I think there is pressure from the start yeah I, that's interesting I, th- the reason I say that I mean think about not what we just right said now though. what think about what we just said there's 30 media members there yeah for a press conference with the secondaries coach and the running backs coach <laughs> right. in the in the middle of January right
0: it doesn't happen everywhere
1: it's not every like,
0: that doesn't if, happen if, everywhere. if
1: they weren't feeling the pressure they understand now Evan Cooper who we just talked about they're not they're not I don't want to say accustomed Oh, they're not they're not used to going and talking in the middle of January to thirty media. It didn't members. happen, Carolina. And being one of the Assistant coaches guys, don't talk any of Like NFL. like Evan Cooper yesterday, I don't know about you, Sip, like he was not I don't want to say caught off guard, but like surprised at how much people talked about his previous reputations and how he much he was asked about how uh, about the reputation that he got from Matt Rule and his recruiting strategy and mm-hmm. talking... like Questions that involve his past, uh-huh. he was like, I, "I I don't know how I got that reputation back then. I was just kind of doing my thing, right? Like that showed me what, or or excuse me, if I'm then, if I'm Evan Cooper in that situation, I'm I'm sitting there, I'm walking away, going, number one, these guys are doing their research, yeah, these people are studying. Number me. two, th- this is this is a whole new level, right? We, we've heard that, we've heard that oh, that yeah. Nebraska media and, and the press conferences and the attention and the investment, as you said." Mm-hmm can be a really, really good thing and a really, really strong pull to the university. Mm-hmm. But when things go poorly, mm-hmm. which they have in the last five years, people want to see change and people want to see results. And right. then when that change happens, they're more intrigued, they're more invested, mm-hmm. and now they're in the honeymoon phase, which I don't think necessarily comes without pressure. I think okay. It comes with pressure.
0: So that's what you're – yeah, okay. Now, as far as you have sound on Cooper – and Barthel talking about Matt Rule, which I yeah. thought was interesting.
1: Yeah, there, there was a lot of questions as we get to know these guys. Um, how, how has Matt Rule changed? How's why, he evolved? Why, why do you continue to take jobs that Matt Rule leads, right, mm-hmm. and, and has? So so here's E.J. Barthel talking about how Matt Rule has changed over the uh, the years from his point of view. Well, I think
2: we've all changed. Our, our experience in the NFL, uh, I think that's a little different when you're coaching uh, pros versus college guys. Um in you know my personal experience of, of you know the different the thing I noticed that in the NFL is the guys that we had to coach um, they you know they don 't have to listen to us. Does that make sense like in college there's more of a you know they don't have to be, there's more of a a need that there's there's a lot of talent in the nFL and you have to really have to bring some value to get their attention and and to have and the, for them to want to take your coaching it's not about just hey, I say you do it 's more so about how can you help me get better and uh and I think that was a huge change, and I see that in Coach Rule as well, that um, there's a lot of guys uh, out there that, that, that need net development physically and mentally. And in the NFL, uh, we were able to tap into some of that with some of those guys, and that was the biggest thing I noticed with myself and others on, on staff. Oh, Coach Rule. you yeah. know what
0: my takeaway from that was? That NFL experience is good mm-hmm. because of what he said about bringing value, Nick. You have to every day. Think about if you're coaching in the NFL. Think of who the best running back in the NFL is, Derrick Henry. Okay. Was he the best running back?
1: Yeah, I would say so.
0: So, Derrick Henry's position coach. You have to figure out how to bring value to a player like that. And not just him. Anybody. Leonard Fournette. Mm-hmm. Name a running back. McCaffrey. Do you understand what I'm saying? You, Nick. You. Me. We we should get up almost every day thinking how do I bring value yeah. to whatever you're doing to your your operations your family to um, your employer how do you bring value that's a good and you know what the reason I like these guys some of these guys coming from the NFL is because of that I mean I that that made a big impression on me him saying that how. You have to wake up every day and think: How do I bring value to these guys who are already operating at a super high level? And I'm trying to get them to a, even a higher level. Can't be easy. Well, way if, different, way different mindset and, than in college.
1: And along that, the, along that thought, Evan Cooper was asked about: Hey, do you how, how often do you use the NFL pitch yeah. in your recruiting process? And Sound. and and he said, We don't. I don't come in and shake his hand and say, Hey, I coached in the NFL. Yeah.
0: It comes up in he conversation. Said, he said it
1: comes up in conversation, but he goes, also, in today's day and age, they're doing their research on me just as much as I'm doing their research on them. They do that. And he said, he knows. I, I don't need to tell him I coached in the NFL. They know.
0: They do that. Bryce Benhart. I remember Bryce Benhart this summer was, we were talking about Donovan Rayola, mm-hmm. and he knew all about him. I said, how do you know all this? He goes, well, he goes, just like he does his research, just like you said, Nick. He said, I mean, I research, Bryce Benhart said I researched him. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to know what we're, what we're getting here. Yeah. Um, interesting.
1: So, okay, one last clip before we, before we get to break. Uh, Evan Cooper talked about what qualities do rules coaches need to share? Okay. Because I, there's been a lot of talk about how they're all on the same page, mm-hmm. and they've said that from the
3: four that we've gotten to talk to. Mm-hmm. Need and, to be. and here's Evan Cooper. Yeah, no. I would say it's not by accident that we all have the same views coach is like i said coach is brilliant right there is not one human on our staff that doesn't belong or that doesn't deserve it like coach is not going to hand out the db job to a friend you know he'll have to, that person will have to think like coach and work hard and care about number 1 before anything else they'll have to care genuinely care about the players that they'll coach coach is not having it and i wouldn't have it any other way because I'm a relationship guy. Like I don't I don't separate anything. I am a person to person relationship kind of guy. I don't care about how good you are. That doesn't affect how I treat you as a person. So that's what coach you know, that's a part of his beliefs and that we all believe that. And you better be hard working. Is that like written down or like Yeah, it's written down yeah. in coach's brain. Yeah.
0: Written down coaches, And brain. if you ever
3: display something that's not written opposite of what, he'll let you know about it. You, get, you guys get nice coach rule. I don't always get nice coach rule, but it helps. It helps. Just the biggest thing about coach is he gonna hold, he, he'll hold, our, hold everyone accountable, you know, and we all need that. That's why when you want to lose weight, you go get a personal trainer.
1: And then to follow up, what is not coach, what does what not nice coach rule look like? Not nice,
3: coach rule. I just hope you never see him. I hold that one for me. You just you never ask that question. That gets him not nice.
0: We'll see. it. Hey, it's we'll see good. it. Yeah. Hey, we'll see. Not nice, coach rule. I mean, again, now, I'm, I'm Nick. i I'm still saying we're in the honeymoon phase, and we're seeing all the good and all that. We'll see. Not nice, coach rule. Yeah. It's gonna get rocky. All right. Yeah. But come don't, on, don't it's gonna you, get rocky. Don't you
1: think it needs to? Yeah. Like, it, it's, well, it's time. I mean, well, what I'm
0: saying not, is time, there's, gonna like, bosses, there's going to be some bosses, and then yeah. it, and it's going to get uncomfortable. Yeah. that's Come on. That's just real talk. I mean, he's not going to win all his games, and he's going to lose some you're supposed to win. That's yeah. just where Nebraska is right now. And by the way, I'm not being negative. Greg is, though, in South Carolina. I've seen. Greg, we're not buying the, Greg, our Greg, our, our glorious Greg in Myrtle Beach. We're not, hold on, my phone just. Here, I can read it. No, no. We're okay. not oh, okay. buying the propaganda, boys. I'm not reading the rest of it. <laughs> you'll, uh, okay, he said we're not buying the propaganda, boys. There's a couple sentences in there. Then he said you'll learn the hard way. Yep. So, yeah, and now listen, skepticism's part of this, too. Right. And, Nick, it's healthy. There, I am not going to these press conferences and walking away saying, yeah, this is, these guys got it. Yep. I don't know. I'm not falling into that trap anymore. I don't know if they do. I don't know if this is the right bunch of guys. I like the way it sounds.
1: The first impression's good, but it's just a first impression. That's all it is. Yeah, it's just an impression. And the worst part is, as we said on Monday, Sip, we won't know until August.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. We won't. We'll we'll continue to learn. learn, We'll learn over over the course of spring and fall practices. Yeah. But... Whether or not it's going to result in wins this season, we don't know until August. Or
0: a successful tenure. I mean, I wasn't closing the door on Frost's tenure until it, you know, became pretty evident in Ireland that this is going. To, he's in trouble. But yeah. that was. I mean, come on. How many years in were we at that point? Yep. Five years in. Exactly. Yeah. So, no, I'm not going to make any make any like hard and fast evaluations from the Minnesota game. Yeah. This is an evolving process.
1: All right, good conversation there. Nick Sainert, Steve Sippel. We'll be right back. Early break on the ticket, sponsored by Gain of Trucking.